return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's easy to preach when we have worship like that. Amen. Well, glad you're all here this morning. We uh, we are again glad you're here. Um, you know, God shows up when we when we uh, when we come to service. Amen. You're going to hear something that uh, the Lord has for you this morning, not because of me, but because of Him. Amen. He uh, He wants to reveal things to you in your life. He wants to. Uh, he wants to show you things to come. Amen. He wants to give you peace about what you're going through even right now. Praise the Lord. First, some announcements. So, Monday we have our Firestarters Campus Ministry meeting on campus. So, uh, it's room 250 in the Student Union. And we encourage Firestarters to be there. Uh, we, we switched it to the Union this year because um, we thought maybe um, those that have classes with undergrads that are living on campus, that they would be able to make the service uh, on Monday nights. It'd be easier to go to the union rather than drive across town. So um, Monday night, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, be there a little early, and uh, and look forward to seeing you at the Firestarters meeting tomorrow. Wednesday, we have our prayer uh, here at noon, and last time we just met, it was kind of cold, we met in the in the room in there, and, uh, you know, we have maybe a couple that come to prayer. And so if you have a, a free lunch, 12 o'clock, we encourage you to come. We want, uh, we just want, um, we want people to uh, just engage in corporate prayer. It's, it's, there's something powerful about corporate prayer. We're going to talk about prayer again today. But just praying together as they were all in one accord in, in the book of Acts and the Holy Spirit fell. It, we just have one mind of praying, amen, praying for the congregation, praying for health, praying for um, things going on in Brookings, uh, just just uh, wanting to be a blessing, amen. And there's there's power in prayer, amen. There's power in prayer. We're talking a little bit a little bit about that today, as well. And then uh, also Wednesday with our Hour of Power, Isaac Bene is going to be leading Hour of Power on Wednesday night, seven o'clock. And so we want you to be there for that. And then also I just want to. Um, again, let you know, so Wednesday we have our Fresh Fire Youth Group here as well. So uh, 7 o'clock we, we come and we worship together and then the youth go to the back. Um, and that's that's all ages uh, youth. It's K through, um, I guess, K through 12. And for Fresh Fire we have two classes. We have our 6th through 8th graders and then our ninth through 12th graders. And then we have a younger class, 2nd um, through 5th. And, and yeah, and then we'd have... Kindergarten and first grade go with that too. So we just uh, encourage you if you know kids that that want to plug in somewhere that don't have a church home already, um, that they can come and just experience the love of God. Amen. And so that happens on Wednesday nights as well. 
And then Thursday, the ladies meet in the back at 10.30, and that's a great time. Who else? Raise your hand if you're a lady that attends the Thursday. Good things happen, right? Good things happen, amen, when you come to that. So uh, you can be encouraged, amen, and Pastor Jeannie should be back on Thursday for that as well. So, amen. Well, we got Kids Rock in the back today, ages three to first grade, and who has that today? Isaac. Isaac has it, amen, man of many talents. And right now, actually, he's teaching Sunday morning youth group as well. So he's, he's hitting all of the age groups, uh, which is a huge blessing. Uh, God bless you for your, for your ministry, Isaac. Amen. All right. Well, the rest of us, while I get switched into my uh, lapel mic here. Can you hear me? Get away from the speaker. Amen. You can stand up with me. Today, did you bring your Bibles? This can get kind of repetitive, but as we say it, I want you to think about the words that you're saying. Amen? Amen. So repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive receive. the incorruptible, incorruptible, indestructible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Let's say it again. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So I have a little time here. And I'm just going to talk again. Uh, We talked on Sunday about the importance of how we pray. And we went through the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to do a little recap and then go on to some new things here. Um, But I talked about how we should pray and how important it is to pray um, in faith. Amen. Because some people, we can pray, but it's more of a a wishing or a hoping that something will happen rather than a faith statement that I believe that what the Bible says is true. And uh, we broke up the Lord's Prayer. We looked at the Lord's Prayer and said, this is a great model of how to pray. And it's not something that we want to pray just verbatim every single time because what happens, it kind of gets, it can get familiar. Things can get familiar when we do that. Um, and you can pray it, um, but really it's, it's a model of um, the different things that we should be praying for in our life. Amen. And how maybe to structure a prayer uh, in our life. And, and it's by no means, uh, that's the only way to do it. But I think it's a good starting point if you're just like, ah, I just I don't really pray a lot. I don't know how to pray well. I don't feel like um, this is a great way um, to do it. So let's go to Matthew 6, 9 through 13. We're going to recap just a little bit. It says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Amen. And we talked about seven different parts. I think I, I said eight um, last Sunday, but there's actually only seven. There was, a, there was a bullet point that didn't have anything in it. So there's seven, seven parts to it that I have. Um, and so the first one is, is we show the Lord honor, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We, sh- we tell him, Lord, you are holy. 
Uh, we honor you. We praise you. Amen. We thank you. And just recognizing who he is. He's the creator. Um, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the king of kings. Amen. He's our leader going into battle uh, against the enemy. Um, he's our father. Amen. He's, there's so many different things that um, he is um, to us and to the world. Amen. So we honor him. We compliment him. Thank him for who he is. The second thing is we pray for his will to be done in our life. Uh, we looked at the scripture that says um, some, so-and-so will say they're going to go buy and sell and go to this city and make a profit and different things. Um, but really we should be saying, if the Lord wills, uh, I'm going to go do this and this and buy and sell and make a profit. And so there are some things that we pray for that we want to pray his will on them. Now, not everything, because we don't pray like, Lord, if it's your will to heal me, because we know that it's his will to heal. Right? We know that it's his will that we have our needs met and supplied. It's his will that um, none perish, but all come to repentance. Amen. Those are things that are already in the will of God. And so those things we don't need to pray for, but there are things, decisions that we make, or maybe it's uh, somebody you're, you're, uh, you're dating, or maybe it's a, a job or a school that you want to go to. Those are good things that you can pray, and he can give you a piece about decisions that you might make in the future. The third thing that it talks about is uh, we make requests and we ask things of him. So verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. So we, we ask him for things that we need, things for our life. And the Bible says he knows what we need, um, but we also, he also enjoys when we ask him. Because it says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, um, and he wouldn't say this if this wasn't what he wanted. He said, ask and it will be given to you. So he's telling you, ask, right? He's telling you, uh, make a demand on me. Pastor Dave's talked about making like a power demand. We plug something into the outlet. There's this power that, that comes through. It's if, if it's a drill or, um, you know, the, the, uh, the mics or whatever it is, there's power that comes through. We make a demand on that power. And so we can make a demand, amen? Um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be open. And again, when we ask, <clears throat> um, th- there's another scripture that says, don't ask amiss. Amen? We want to ask according to the will of God. Um, you know, I'm not going to give an example, but there's many things that people ask that maybe aren't according to the will of God. So, as we read the word, as we find out his will, and his will is his word, amen, uh, as we find that out, we'll be able to ask for things according to his will and have faith that those things are going to come to pass. Faith, I've heard somebody say, is just believing that the Bible says it's true. So, when we have faith, we're just saying, Lord, I believe your word. I believe your word over this report or whatever it is. I'm going to believe your word and your word only. Amen. And, uh, and then later on in that, I didn't put it in, but I love it says that how much, if our Father being evil knows how to give good gifts to His children, how much more does our Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask of Him? Amen. So He's just, He's chomping at the bit to give you good gifts. He wants to give you good gifts. And, and honestly, even if we didn't pray, just look around of all the good things that God has already given us. Amen. But He wants us to ask. He says, how much more does our Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Amen. Amen. So we can ask Him for good things and He's going to give us good things. 
We can ask him for healing and he's not going to give us sickness. Amen? We can ask him for uh, to supply all of our needs and he's not going to give us lack. Amen? He's going to give you good things. <clears throat> and then we talked about, so uh, the fourth thing, checking our hearts, asking forgiveness from God for anything we may have done. It says in verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. If we don't acknowledge any wrongdoing, we may just continue to do it without feeling any conviction. Because we're numb to it. So, so as we confess, as we tell him, Lord, I messed up, I'm sorry. He just, right away, he just says, I forgive you. I forgive you. Amen. Um, he, he, the Bible says, is, he washes away our sin, white as snow. He washes us white as snow. Amen. Um, and the other thing I don't have it in here, but is there's a scripture that talks about how he washes us by the water, or how a husband should wash his wife by the water of the word, right? And so the Lord washes us by the water of the word. Uh, I heard there's a guy Jimmy Evans who's a marriage uh, counselor, marriage uh, God's given revelation, him and his wife revelation on marriage, and he went through something where he would kind of berate his like before he got right with God, he berated his wife about different things, and the Lord just showed him, sat him down one time, and just showed him that um, he wasn't washing his wife by the word, he was using a fire hose to wash her off. And uh, when you think of how the Lord deals with us, he doesn't use a fire hose on us, amen? He, uh, he's gentle, he's kind with his words to us, and Jesus even told the disciples, you've already been pruned through the word, through the words I have spoken you, Amen. And so that's how he deals with us. That's how he says things to us is uh, he's not going to uh, give us the fire hose treatment and blow us back and try to wash us off that way. No, he's going to uh, use the word to help us and to guide us. Amen. The fifth thing, um, I, I said at verse 12 again, as we forgive our debtors, we forgive anyone who's wronged us. Amen. It's important to forgive those who have offended us or who have hurt us, or maybe they didn't even mean to offend us, but we just got offended about something. That happens, right? If we don't forgive, uh, it's easy to store up bitterness in our heart towards somebody, towards whoever it is that you're not forgiving. And so we want to, uh, as the Lord forgives us, we want to forgive others. We want to forgive those who have wronged us. I think of when Jesus went through um, Samaria and and they turned him away because he was, he was headed towards Jerusalem. And they basically said, no, we don't want you here. And James and John said, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn these people? And he said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Um, what is he saying? No matter, what, no matter what they said to you or what they did to you, and they didn't even do it to James and John, they did it to Jesus. But he's, he's basically saying, um, don't harbor up this hate. Just forgive, like, forgive them and move on. Because it says after he talked with them and he told them that, that they just went on to another city. There was nothing, he just, they just went their way. Amen? So we don't have to harbor that hate or we don't have to harbor that bitterness towards people uh, because in the end it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt them. Because they don't know and maybe don't care how much bitterness you have in your heart towards them. They might not even see it. Uh, a lot of times we store it up and we don't tell anybody and we're the only ones that know what's going on inside of us, right? And so 
we, we store up this bitterness and it actually hurts us more than it hurts the person um, that we're storing it up towards. So, uh, forgiving anybody who wronged us. The sixth thing is that he won't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So, uh, as I was looking at this, um, he won't lead us into temptation. What we're asking is we're asking for him to direct our path. Lord, what do you have for me in my life? Um, I want to stay on this path of righteousness. Lord, help me do that. Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm glad your Holy Spirit's with me that he can guide me. Right? So we're asking, Lord, really, I want you to guide me. Guide me to the next, uh, to the next thing. Guide me and direct me into what you want me to do. Uh, and we ask him and thank him for his protection. Deliver us from the evil one. Lord, thank you that you protect me, that you keep me safe, that I'm going to have a long life. And, uh, and I'm going to use it for your glory. In Proverbs, it tells us to acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He's going to direct our path, right? So when we acknowledge Him, He directs our path, and, and we're going to live a life um, that's full, and we're going to live a life that is uh, fruitful, amen, when we ask the Holy Spirit to help. Because sometimes we think we can do it on our own, right? Sometimes we think that, uh, I, I got this. Or uh, maybe things are going bad, and so we cry out to the Lord, and then things start to improve in our life, and we think, all right, good, I'm at a good place. I'm going to start going on my own again, just subconsciously. And then things fall apart, and then it's like, oh, Lord, I need you, help me. And then things start to improve. Amen. But when we always live up here, when we always keep our eyes on Jesus, uh, our life, even in the circumstances that aren't going our way, we're always going to have that peace and joy in our life, no matter what. And then the last part is that we thank Him and honor Him again. I think it's good to bookend uh, our prayer, whatever it is, with thanksgiving and praise and honor, and then ending it with thanksgiving, praise, and honor. Just again, keeping the focus on Him and not on ourselves. Amen. So, quick, uh, quick recap of, that, of last week. I think this is a great model of how to pray. Uh, it really is. It's something that, um, if you don't know what to pray for, uh, just just starting to pray. And, and we don't have to make prayer this big thing. It's really a conversation with God, right? Just having a conversation with God. What do you want to tell him? What do you want him to know? Amen. Not complaining, per se, but what do you want to... You, you want him to know what? That I, that I love you, right? I talked about last week how when we have uh, just there's a couple of things that We'd love it if our kids always said to us, one was, I love you. Another one is, thank you. Wow, when Julia keeps on catching my eye out there. Sorry, don't let it get distracting to you. Um, but I love you, thank you. Or when uh, they maybe mess up, I'm sorry. Inversely, that's what they want to hear from us too, right? I love you, thank you. I don't know how many times in a, in a week I have to say I'm sorry because I've messed up. Um, but with our Heavenly Father, he wants, those are things He wants to hear from us. He wants us to have a conversation. He wants us to talk. Amen? Hallelujah. And the Bible says we should pray, pray often. 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.16 talks about it. It says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we just talked about His will. Amen. And so His will is that we rejoice always. Part of His will that we pray without ceasing, and in everything we give thanks to Him, for this is the will of God in Christ. 
Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so, we see this theme of, in prayer, uh, one, pray without ceasing. Two, pray uh, in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests be made known to God. Amen. So, the Bible, is, prayer is so important, and you see it throughout the Word of God, throughout the Old Testament, but then also in the New Testament, how many times did Jesus go and go, had to go away from the multitudes just to pray, right? And so it was an important part of Jesus' time here on earth, is prayer. And, and, you know, he prayed, I think, I didn't, um, I think he prayed before he chose the twelve. If I, I, don't quote me on that, that that was um, directly before he chose the twelve disciples, but there was a lot of thought that went into it, right? I mean, he wasn't just going to pick random people. No, there was a design. God had, had ordained, preordained people to be the twelve. Amen. And so he was very prayerful. Remember when he walked on water out towards the boat? What happened first? He sent the multitudes away and he went out and prayed and they went out into the sea. Right? Um, and then miracle, the miracle of him walking on the water, Peter walking on the water happened. And so... Jesus was always praying. He was always praying in private. He was always praying in public. Amen. He prayed for before he, uh, he uh, was crucified. He prayed for the disciples. He prayed for all believers, those that would come after. He prayed for himself. Amen. Um, and so it's good to pray. It's good to pray and it's good to be um, prayerful. And what I mean by that is not just to pray once and then just kind of forget about it the rest of the day. What, what, they, what it says when it says pray without ceasing, what it means is that throughout the day we want to acknowledge God. We want to talk to God throughout the day, right? We want to um, honor Him. We want to ask Him things. We want to thank Him for what He's done. And He'll give you things throughout your day to help you. He'll give you words. He'll give you, maybe He'll give you a vision. Maybe, maybe you've had dreams before and, and He's spoken to you through dreams. But he wants, to, he wants to communicate with you. He wants to have a conversation with you. Amen. We just read it, but uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So, again, in all your ways, in all your ways acknowledge him. In everything that you do. Um, if, you're, if you're working, acknowledge him. Thank him for giving you that, for that you have that job. Amen. If you're, I don't know, when you're driving home, praise the Lord you have a car that works. Amen. So there's everything. We can, pray, we can praise Him. We can thank Him uh, for everything that we have. And as He directs our path, He's going to give you peace about the next step. So again, when we, when we keep, um, when we stay in this attitude of prayer and worship, you're just going to have peace for the next thing that He has for you, for the next thing in your life. If you have a job interview, Pray about it. Just pray. Just thank the Lord. Thank, Lord, thank you that I have this job review. Amen. He'll give you peace. Uh, if you're trying to studying for a test, or if you have a test that you're taking, pray. Pray to the Lord. Amen. Thank Him. Ask Him to help bring things back to your remembrance that you've studied. Amen. I used to do that all the time. When I was in high school, when I was in college, Lord, I'm not, I'm a little shaky on this. Just Help me remember the things that I've studied um, so I can get a good grade on this test. And he would always come through. 
I remember there, were, there was a time, um, just one that sticks out, on my calculus test. And I was, um, you know, I studied for it. I was, actually, I was in the wrong calculus class. I was supposed to be in like a business calculus, and they put me in an engineering calculus class. Um, but I, I did like math, so it was okay. Um, but we had a test, and I, I just blanked on one of the problems. And I, I knew I knew it, but just quietly, just under my breath, I was just, Lord, please help me, please help me, please help me remember what. And, and seriously, it wasn't that long later. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember, and, you know, wrote it down. I'm sure I got the answer right. I can't remember. But uh, we can do that. Amen. We can call on the name of the Lord. It says, call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. In that moment, he saved me by getting, giving me a right answer. Amen. He directs our path. And like I said, this could come in a dream. It could come in a word. I don't know how many times I've been praying and the Lord just gives me a word. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I needed that. Or a phrase. He could give somebody else a phrase that comes across your path that could really bless you. Let's go to Acts 16. Verse 6 through 10. And I always love this example uh, when talking about just prayer and the Holy Spirit. But it says, Now when they had gone through um, Phrygia, the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not uh, permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And so we see that, that they wanted to do the will of God by preaching the gospel in these different places. And the Holy Spirit, um, as they, I don't know how he didn't permit them, maybe they, he, they prayed about it, or maybe there was something they just couldn't get over there, uh, whatever it was, but... Then the Lord comes to him in a dream and says, I want, he gives, shows him a Macedonian man and he says, I want you to go there. Amen? And the door was open. Right? Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a career path that you feel like doors are just being shut left and right, left and right. Pray about it. Lord, is this where you want me to go? Is this what you want me to do? Right? Because as we pray, he's going to give you answers. We want to we be confident to say, that he hears our prayers, but he's also going to answer us. Amen? We can have that confidence in him. One of the reasons we pray is to seek the Lord about decisions in our life. Any decision we make, it's important to pray about. In this example, Paul really didn't know what the next step of his ministry was, right? He was knocking on doors. He wasn't quite sure, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go, right? And the Holy Spirit showed him through a, through a dream. In a vision. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Alright, I want to talk a little bit about there's different types of prayers that we can pray. Okay, so we have this uh, prayer, kind of a, a general prayer of just thanking the Lord and asking Him and, and um, you know, praying for forgiveness and um, letting people go um, that, that we need to forgive, different things like that. But there are different types of prayers um, different emphases, okay? So we're going to talk about a little of it, a couple of them here, and then we'll probably finish the rest next time I, I speak. Um, but one, we just talked about it, prayer about decisions, okay? We want to pray for his hand to guide us. Um, a second one is a prayer of faith. 
and and you know this is different. I'm using this as different examples than a prayer of salvation um, because we we pray, Lord, we and we thank Him for His salvation and it comes into our heart. But this prayer of faith, when I look at this, I think of when we're believing for the manifestation of something to happen in our lives that the Bible already says is done. Amen. When, the, when, when we, we're looking for the manifestation of, of something in our life, in the physical, um, that shows and, and, and agrees with what the Bible already says is done is a prayer of faith. When we pray for healing in our bodies, okay? We're not praying that he would heal us, but we're agreeing with the scripture that says, by his stripes we were healed. Amen? First Peter 2.24, who, him, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So, when I'm praying for healing, I don't want to pray that he will heal me. No, I want to pray that that manifestation of what he's already done, and the stripes that he already took, is going to be evident physically in my life. Right? And so, I think that's where people sometimes get confused. It's like, well, he already healed me, but I don't, it, I, I don't feel healed. I don't see it on my body. Well, there's manifestation that, that needs to take place from the spiritual to the physical realm. Amen? So, a prayer of faith. Another prayer of faith would be provision that he would provide for us. Amen? Those are prayers of faith. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you don't see provision in your life in the physical, know that he's provided for you. Amen? With, when he died on the cross, there's all these things that we had need of that he provided for us. Amen? Uh, healing. He provided, um, uh, he provided hope. He provided, again, all of our needs to be met. He provided every... The Bible says he's blessed with every spiritual blessing. And in another spot it says he's blessed with all the earthly blessing, blessings as well. Right? There's... Spiritual and earthly, there's nothing in between. That's it. That's everything, right? All the blessings that God has for you, He's already blessed you with. Amen. Amen. Just because we haven't seen it maybe come to pass yet, whatever it is, doesn't mean He hasn't done it. So this prayer of faith, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you provided this for me. Lord, I believe that this is going to come into manifestation in my life. Amen. So we declare these prayers in faith. And really any prayer we want to pray it in faith, right? The third one is intercessory prayer. Okay? So decisions, prayers of faith, intercessory prayer. Intercession means we're standing in the gap for someone else. Right? We're being we're kind of the go-between of someone else. And and if you look, there's no better example of intercessory prayer than Jesus in the New Testament. Amen. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2. Verse 1. And the Bible says, Therefore I exhort, uh, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So we're, we've been called to pray for people. Amen. To stand in the gap. And it says, For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And remember, when Paul was, was writing this, there was great persecution on the church. Uh, from the top. Amen. From the kings, the, the governors that were in his region, there was tremendous persecution 
and, and pressure on Christians. And he says that he wants these supplication and prayers and intercessions and standing in the gap be given for all men. And then he specifically calls out kings and all who are in authority. Amen. He didn't berate the kings or the, or the leaders of his age, of his time. But he, he, he stood in the gap for them. He wanted to see them saved. He wanted them to see them come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. And so, um, I think I have this scripture out of place here, but, uh, oh, actually, I didn't. Thank you. The next verse is, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator. So an interceder is, a, is kind of a mediator, right? But it says one God and one mediator between, mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Right? Christ Jesus. So he's mediating for us this relationship between God the Father and us. He's the stand between. Amen. He's vouching for us to God. Amen. He's like, no, he, this person's good. I love there's a scripture that talks about how uh, our spirits are sealed with the promise and it, and because it bears witness with the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit bears with, witness with our spirit that we are children of God, is what it says, right? And so Jesus said, no, he, this guy, this, he's good, right? He's, he's one of us. He's a part of the family, amen? So he's mediating between God and man. Romans 8.34 the Bible says, who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? So, so he's interceding for you. He's interceding that you're going to have a, a good day. He's interceding for the needs and the wants that you have in your life. He's interceding for uh, your souls and the souls of, their, of your family and your friends. Amen? Constantly praying. Constantly praying for us. Isn't it amazing that Jesus saved us on the cross, and if that wasn't enough, he continues to pray for you. He could have said, oh, I'm done. My work, my job is done. Died on the cross, I came. I lived, I died, I resurrected. But no, he continues to pray for you. Amen. And even more than, you know, more than anything, I think it shows how important intercession is. You know, the Bible says that we want to be more like Jesus. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Well, to imitate Jesus, it means that we want to intercede. Right? Another example of intercession is when the saints are praying for Peter when he's in prison. Acts 12.5 Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And so intercession and praying for others is, is biblical, right? It's, it's something that we want to continue to do. And what were they interceding for? They were interceding probably for his safety, that he would keep his strength up, right? Um, for his release, amen. I always think it's funny, though, because they're interceding and they're praying for Peter, and then they come to their door, he comes to their door, and, they, and it's like all faith was lost. Like, oh, it's his ghost. It has to be his ghost. There's no other possible solution. Until they come knocking the door, let me in, let me in, Right? But the Lord hears our prayers. And I, I, wanna, I want this to be a, an encouragement to you. If you've been praying for a family member to know Jesus, to have a relationship with the Lord, and you haven't seen any fruit from it, um, continue to pray. Amen. Continue to believe. Continue, continue to make it a part of what you're doing. You know, I even think of you know, uh, 
just yeah, uh, last week, Pastor Jenny had said that there was that lady that um, they just that was um, Hindu that they just continued to love and continued to love and and pray for and and man, I don't. They must have met her five, six, seven years ago, probably now. And little by little, she asking questions now loves Jesus and her whole family loves Jesus. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But that love of God is just so powerful. Amen. Anytime we pray, we want to pray in faith. That's the basis of our prayers. If we're not praying in faith, then our prayers are, aren't uh, very effective. Okay. James 1, 5-8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So verse 6, let him ask in faith with no doubting. And the double-minded man is kind of saying, um, well, I think I'll get this from God. I'm going to pray and maybe, I suppose I'm going to get it, um, without having real faith that, no, Jesus said it, and I'm going to believe that I'm going to receive it, and that I'll have it. Amen? So we don't want to be double-minded. We don't want to just suppose that uh, maybe God will do this, maybe he won't. If it's according to his will, he, he wants to do it, he's going to do it in your life. Amen? Last scripture, and then we'll close. Hebrews 11:6. The Bible says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently Seek Him. So again, when we pray in faith, we please God. Right? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So we want to ask in faith. We want to, all the prayer that we pray, we want to pray in faith. When you're interceding for a family member, we want to intercede in faith. Amen. When you're praying about decisions for your life, you want to pray in faith. Hallelujah. And when He gives you an answer, make the decision in faith. Amen. Because we're human. It's easy. We might feel like we got this download from the Lord. I, I think of even John the Baptist, and, and he sees the dove come down and, and land on Jesus when he baptizes him. And then he still asks his disciples, uh, is this the one or do we look for another? Well, he saw this happen, but you know, sometimes we're, hum- I mean, we're human. So sometimes our emotions or whatever it is can get in the way of making a decision that we know is God. Right? But the devil tries to come in and say, are you sure? I don't think so. Right? So make the, when, when God gives you a peace, make decisions in faith. Amen? Amen. When God gives you, uh, when he tells you to go over to somebody and uh, pray for a witness, do it in faith. Amen? It's going to make your life a lot, it's, our, all of our lives a lot easier. <laughs> right? Because there's not going to be any anxiety. There's not going to be any stress like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. When we just say, oh, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do it in faith. Amen? Amen? All right. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for all that you do in our life. We give you praise and glory uh, for everything, Lord. Even uh, just that we live here, that we have uh, just a great opportunity to witness, to be a blessing to people here in Brookings and the surrounding areas, Lord. Uh, I just pray again for Pastor Dave and Jeannie. We thank you for their safe return as they start heading back and travel uh, many, many hours uh, starting tomorrow morning for them. 
And so we just give you praise and glory for that. I, I, I pray a blessing on everybody here, declare a blessing that even as they go out in, into the world today, as they go to the grocery store, as they go to the supermarket, Lord, as they go to work this week, I just thank you that they can see your handprints on their life. Um, that they can be encouraged by who you are and what you've done for them, Father. And so we give you all, we say this in, in your name and, and we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.